guys, this is the Creative Queso Podcast, and my name is Jennifer Perkins. Each week, I interview a different guest all about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. Y'all, on this podcast, we have talked with knitters, illustrators, scrapbookers, stencil artists, quilters, photographers, embroiderers, fashion designers, and a whole lot of crafty mitcrafters. But finally, today, I am adding lettering artist to the list. Shelly Kim of Letters by Shells got her start, as many of us do, working on a side hustle passion while balancing a day job. It all started because she wanted to decorate her cubicle with positive affirmations. Almost 300,000 Instagram followers and a new book coming out in August later, it's safe to say that she is doing something more than just lettering right. I'm the first to admit that lettering is not one of my best crafty skills, but Shelly's energy and encouragement, even via a computer chat, makes me feel like I could renew my vows and address every invitation. I cannot wait to grab a copy of her new book, Digital Hand Lettering and Modern Calligraphy, Essential Techniques, plus step-by-step tutorials for scanning, editing, and creating on a tablet. Look at that. You can do it by hand and on your tablet. The journey of Letters by Shells is a long and winding one with pit stops at graduate school and trips around the world. The key for Shelley was learning to trust your own journey and giving yourself grace along the way. All right, you guys, grab your favorite brush pen or your iPad Pro because it's time to take some serious notes about running a creative business with your very best handwriting. Right. Hello, Shelly Kim, and thank you for being here. Yay. Hello. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm so good. I'm so glad you're here. For those that are just tuning in, you don't know this, but we just had about 20 minutes worth of technical difficulties and me running laps <laughs> all over my house. I'm like over a thousand steps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I so love it. No, it's totally okay. I had... No, it, it was an amazing experience just because, you know, every experience you learn new things. So you don't know what could happen out of it. Exact Podcast is, you know, it's an iffy sport. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. So so if, as if things weren't already getting off to a rocky start with us, <laughs> I have to give you a full disclosure that I'm really horrible at all types of lettering. Like I've tried. Oh, my gosh. No, and I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I don't think so. Seriously, one day when we meet up, I'm going to show you all the techniques. I guarantee that you'll be good. I, well, you are coming to Austin. I saw I that. Am. I just got the I got the email for the paper craft pantry today. <gasps> That's so exciting. I'm so happy. I know. I was like, I was like, what a weird coincidence. There she is. I know. I, I've been meaning like Austin. To, like, okay, that's going to be finalized. And I will reach out to you, of, of course, because I want to meet up with you. And I want to show you all the techniques about lettering. Trust me, you're going to rock it. All right. If you, if you say so. I feel like I with lettering, you. it can just be so like kind of overwhelming. But no, no let's, let's give it a try. <laughs> okay. I don't know. There was rulers involved last time I tried and I got real scared. But oh, I don't do any of that. I just go straight on blank sheet of paper. 
basically kind of making your like creative like process just flow. Like honestly, it's not like any technical whatsoever for me. All right. Well, then okay. I'll I'll find you when you're in Austin. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Let's meet up. Let's go, you know, start with the the beginnings of Shelly Kim, the artist as we know her now. So I know like a lot of us, you had a nine to five job that was kind of slowly but surely sucking the life out of you. So I know you've probably told this story a million times of how you got started and how your cubicle was in desperate need of some hand-lettered affirmations. But (laughs) can you kind of... You know my story. Girl, I've been cyber-stalking you. I know. Uh, Oh my goodness. I love it. Uh, So can you... Tell the listeners your story of how you kind of got on this path. No, of course. And I think it's so important because every day I'm just so grateful being where I'm at just because I can have the time to reflect where I was before, especially when like times get rough, like even for today, I'll think back and say like, okay, like, do I want to be back at my nine to five job? Like I was a couple years ago. So going back into that whole like story. Um, yeah. So I used to work full time in insurance. Amazing, amazing job. Um, trust me, like it, it's amazing for some people. For me, it was a eye opener just because, you know, it's a new job, new things that are happening. And I just didn't know what could come out of it. So wh- while I was working there, honestly, I think like a couple years in, I just realized how much like overwhelming and stressful it was getting for myself. And I know that all jobs, you know, have like the highs and lows, like all jobs like are not going to be like amazing, like the minute like you kind of get into it. But I think for me, it was to the point where I always thought about work. Like I was super stressed out, like working with those insurance policies and just like handling really like intense cases. And then, um, they were so sweet. They're like, Shelly, you're doing a great job. We should, um, give you like a promotion by doing, adding on additional tasks. So at the time, when I think about it, I thought it was amazing. I'm like, oh, I'm doing such a great job. They're making me do more things. That's literally what, what was happening. They're making me do more things on top of my original ta- like um, duties that I was doing. So I was like, maybe like a month in, it was just getting way overwhelming. So during that time, um, I would come home from work and I would just talk about work for hours. It was like disgusting. It came to the point where like, I couldn't separate myself from like regular life and work life. So then even after like, we would go hang out with my coworkers, we were just talking about work all the time. And I just noticed like, I, I, I guess I just thought that was like my new life. And when I would vent to my fiance all the time about work and like how exhausting and stressful, you know, it's getting, um, one day he just kind of like opened my eyes and said, you always talk about work. You know, I don't know what, what you're talking about. Half the things you talk, like it doesn't make sense to me. Go, let's talk about other things. And at the time I was totally offended. I was like, what do you mean? This is not exciting stuff, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I realized how boring it got. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. So then it came to the point where I was like, okay, I think, you know, I need to really like separate myself. So during lunchtime, instead of thinking about work and bringing my notes with me, I would look up um, positive affirmations online. Basically that was a way to help me like kind of like escape from work and like really think about like a positive mindset and like have like different energy come to me during my lunchtime. Yeah. Cause during lunch I, I would bring like my notes from work and like review them. Like I, I don't know who does that, but I, I mean, I think good workers do that. 
but I was like so intense with it. So then I decided I need to have that separation. So when I was looking at like positive affirmations, that's when I came across like the beautiful hand lettering, topography, and the different like calligraphy styles. And when I saw that, I just thought to myself, if I could learn this, I can write my own positive messages. And you know the story, decorate my cubicle. That was like my main reason of why I wanted to learn. Um, So then... I guess like what stood out to me with topography and like calligraphy was that I thought it was really hard. Like I thought it was so challenging and only like special gifted people could achieve this art. And then, um, I was telling my fiance, I was like, I I don't think I could do this. This is like so hard, but I could just admire it from like, from like afar. So I was admiring it for like a good six months and he was encouraging me just to like start and give it a try. And I was like, no, it's not for me. He was like, well, how do you know if you haven't tried it yet? Like, just give it a try. So he was like the reason why he pushed me to go forward with it. He bought me my set of brush pens, which is amazing, but they were the wrong type of pens. And I was like, I cannot do this realizing that it was not me it was the pens um but after figuring out what other materials that I could purchase and just getting started with the full process I really started to enjoy it because it was like a therapeutic process where I did it during my lunch breaks I would just practice like different brush strokes and test out different pens and even though I couldn't write anything just yet and like calligraphy I thought was so hard and I didn't learn anything um from other people I'm just completely self-taught I just started reading like about the calligraphy basics and like how to get started with that process so after figuring it out I was able to like make up some like words and put them together and that was like my first like positive message I think I wrote like inspire or something and that was just like kind of the the start of this beautiful process that I never knew what was going to come out of it so then the more and more like obviously like months have gone by at this point I was like practicing and like decorating my cubicle with positive messages writing like posts to like my coworkers. Um, I started making like prints like I started like buying like nice paper from like paper stores and like started printing them like printing out my hand lettered messages on them and then I didn't know what was going to happen out of them but then my fiance was amazing he was telling me like how awesome is like you have like products like you have these prints now I'm like what are you talking about so then I didn't know what to do with them so I just gave them away but that's kind of like the whole start of what happened. And it just, I started to really enjoy the whole like art and like really get like lost within this world, not knowing, you know, cause then a lot of people ask me that, Oh, like, have you always had like an art background? Like you're already gifted. So it means that like you picked it up so quickly. I think I was artistic in a way where like I did like card making and like scrapbooking, but never like hand lettering. I thought that was just not possible for me. So I feel like if anyone, if, if I can do it, anyone else can do it too. Um, but the more I got involved with it, um, and I just started like enjoying it. Like now my world is about calligraphy and hand lettering. And I only talked about calligraphy at that point my fiance was loving it just kidding but he uh now he's like please quit talking about calligraphy can we talk about insurance again I know it's like oh my gosh Uh, but I just I became like so like in love with it just because it was an escape from my work like I stopped thinking about work after work I would just rush home and just start doing calligraphy and like practicing away it's so exciting so then at that point um my fiance did encourage me he was saying you know you like calligraphy so much and you like I see so much happiness that you have. Like, why don't you 
think of like, or try to like look at other things that you can do for work, like maybe like leave your job and do calligraphy. And that was such a scary like moment for me. Um, when he said that to me, I was like, don't be silly. No one leaves their like nine to five job just to like pursue their passion and dreams. That's just not a thing. And then, um, I didn't listen. I didn't take it as advice till like four months later. I like just, I had enough because I just wanted to figure out my own life and figure out what really did make me happy. So I took the plunge, put my two weeks in. They were so sad, but I, you know what? (laughs) I have not looked back since. And it just, it was a huge risk on my part to like do that big jump. But I was able to learn so much about myself within that short period of time and see like what made me happy as well. That's like a whole like other journey, but like, I'm so thankful that this hobby flourished into my full time. So it's been a crazy, crazy journey, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm here with Jen now talking about it. (laughs) And it led you to me. All roads lead to me. No, I love it. But that's, no, I love love those stories. Oh. Yeah, of people that like, I always say like, what you know, what if you don't know that you were like meant to be like a custom ice cream maker right. or like drive a whale boat or I don't know, you know what I mean? You it's just know. not every day that people find that random calling that they have. And you, you know what I mean? You were lucky enough to sync up and find it. Yeah, no, you really never know. And then for me, I just kept like looking back at the like, or like looking forward to the future. I was like sitting at my desk and thinking, if I did a calligraphy full time, what could happen? Like what could actually come out of it? And I just kept thinking about the what if, what if, and I knew if I didn't take that plunge, I would have completely regretted it. And because I would still be living in that what if, what if I did this? What if I did Mm -hmm. that? So there's like a whole other story I would love to share I'll make it quick. Go Um, go for it, please. So during that time when I left my job, I basically, you know, explored that, you know, calligraphy was awesome. I did it for a good eight months and like really figuring out my passion, what I wanted to do with it. But I didn't realize how lonely it was going to be. Um... I know, like, I didn't realize, like, all my friends would be at work, and I would be like, oh, want to hang out? They're like, oh, we got work. I'm like, okay, I'll just be here. So I didn't realize, like, how lonely the journey was going to be. That, And that's the reason why I went to Instagram and, like, made just, like, Instagram friends, just because I knew that they were on the same boat with me. They can understand and relate. And that's the reason why I feel like social media was like a huge part of my life at that point, just because of the impact that I was able to make on other people and the impact they made on my lives and kind of like talking me through like, it's okay. It's okay. We're doing this journey together. Um, but then during that time, I also like wanted to see, you know, like living in that, what if, what if I could do something else? What if I could do that? So then I decided to also apply to school and get my master's in college counseling. So that was a whole other journey. I, it was like a completely different thing, but it was something that, you know, what if like I, before my insurance job, I worked at, um, different like universities and really just enjoying that whole journey. And I just thought, you know, if, if I was so happy at like working there, maybe I could be happy again. So that's why I went through the whole like schooling process again. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a whole, that was like intense because I didn't realize that when my grad school journey started, like letters by shells and like my whole calligraphy journey took off too. That's when like I got those like offers like from the publishers. It just, it was an amazing experience, but just a lot on me. Cause then now I was like, my life is like gone. Like I, I was so exhausted for the past two years. Um, cause yeah, I did finish w- with the program. I wanted to leave but my fiance being the amazing supportive guy. He is, he said, no, don't leave. Like you're almost done one more year left. Just push through. I know. So I, 
I was like, fine. So I finished through, but after finishing the program afterwards, I, I finally felt free again. So I said, you know what, this time for sure, Letters by Shells is going to be full time again. And just really just taking it all in just because I knew that I can't do everything. I realized that. I, I, for a long, yeah. for a long time, I was like, Oh, I could do everything. Don't worry. But no, it, it was just not possible. And right after I finished my, um, grad school last year, I finished it last year. So that's when the book offer happened, which is now here. I know I'm going to, I can't wait to get to that part. I want to, you know, want to go back though to a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, totally. I yeah. guess I didn't realize that you'd gone back and gotten your master's because I, so after like, um, I got my bachelor's in psychology. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with that. I, I had like different jobs during the time being before I had the insurance job. And then I said, you know what? Like, I want to know what it's like to get your master's because not everyone does it. Like, what is that experience going to be like? And I wanted to also like think about like, if I don't do it, then I'm going to live in that what if factor. So that's the reason why I decided mm-hmm. to go forward with it. Well, I asked because after all my cyber stalking, I realized that you have a psych degree, as do I. I love it. And both of my parents are, and both of my parents are psychologists. Amazing. And so my mom's passed away, but my dad is like still sending me like notes and emails like, hey, here's a graduate program where you could get your master's in counseling. Oh. <laughs> like still like, still like pushing it. And so I've always like in the back of my mind, I always have that like, should I go get my master's? I don't, <laughs> that's, oh my gosh, our, I love how our stories are like so online. Like it's amazing. No, I mean, I think for me, my master's program, it just took a lot of energy out of me just because, so this was my life for two years. You ready? Okay. It was, I woke up at five in the morning. So 5am to 7am, I worked on letters by shell stuff, emails, projects, whatever I could finish by 730. I would go into work because grad program requires you to work. Um, so mm-hmm. at seven thirty, would get ready, get to work by like eight, eight thirty ish, and then be there till like 4 PM. Then I had my class at 5 PM to 10 PM. So after all that, it's time to go home. Yay. But then instead around like midnight to like 3 AM, I would be doing letters by shells again. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, especially whether it's grad school or a full-time job, like when I had, when I was a jewelry designer full-time and also had a full-time job, it totally is that like you wake up in the morning before work and you're working, you're working on your business on your lunch break. And then when when your nine to five job is done, you like got to go home and stay up to all kinds of hours, like working on the business. Yeah. Cause you're like developing that and like having that. I mean, I feel like my life is still the same way. Like I, but I'm focusing on one thing, but just so many things within that, within letters by shells, of course. But yeah, that's kind of like my whole like journey. And really like, I'm a huge advocate for like, if you just want to go out there and like do, do things, just go, go and do it. Cause I I don't like living in regret and I want Mm. everyone just to kind of explore the whole beauty of life and see what that whole cycle is like too. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, speaking of college, I know that you are a self-taught calligrapher. Yes. Um, so, but, but what about business? Like on the business side of things? I mean, obviously we just talked right. about what your actual degree is in, but you know, you obviously have a lot of marketing skills, which is a super necessary thing. I mean, you've had what book deals, you have almost 300,000 Instagram followers, oh. speaking gigs. Oh my so God. you're good at a lot more than just lettering. <laughs> I'm it's like so blown away. No, seriously. 
when I got in, when I just said, you know what, I'm going to start this business called Letters by Shell, super excited about this whole journey, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I, I had no idea that like all this stuff requ- does require the marketing and like doing all this other things, like making sure like your content on like social media is up to date. Like I, I think I just did it just because I was like, Oh, it, I, I just enjoy the process. Let me, let's just get started with it. So all those things, honestly, I don't have a business background, did not know what I was getting myself into. A lot of it was just like a trial and error, like learning as I go. I realized, you know, how important it was to basically have like a website ready that took me like two years to finally finish. And it's like still not even good, but it's up there. Uh, But basically (laughs) just like having these small things play like a huge role within your business. So it was like, I would, um, kind of just like, I noticed that, you know, if I want to go out there and do some things, I have to throw myself out there first. So now Mm -hmm. I have a better understanding of like, you know, getting those emails together, um, and like really just understanding how to reach out and like do those collaborations. So like in the first year, like when I like first started letters by shells, I was so like thankful that a lot of the companies did reach out to me and I would kind of see like how their email was structured. And that's kind of like what I would keep in mind in the future if I were to reach out to other potential companies as well. So then, um, yeah, so let me go back in. So all of the marketing tools and stuff like that. Like, so this year I finally also figured out in terms of like marketing and like making sure like your brand is clear is to have like a clear brand, like palette color, like color palette. So that's like for a long time, I was known for like pink and gold just because I would only be using pink and gold products and posting them online. But now my color palette has expanded to like teals and oranges and like yellows. So that's pretty much what I'm trying to make clear, especially for this like book launch and especially and having those colors constantly open, like on my Instagram stories and Instagram along with my website just kind of helps people understand like that. These are the colors associated to your brand. Mm-hmm. That's easier said than done for someone like me. That's like, I know all over the place and what I do and like colors I like like I was telling you about my friend Cara who does Kylo Chic we were looking at her Instagram Mm -hmm. and she's very similar in the color branding like you can totally tell what her things are because she stays within this color palette like I totally respect y'all that can do that yeah I know I'm just like no it's I couldn't do it no it it's so so hard especially when yeah no it's hard so it's just like constantly kind of going back with those times, of course, I'll just post just to post. Like I, I just wanted to be out there. So, but no, there's like so much that I could, like, I want to share about marketing and like getting started with that. Like what else should I share? I feel like that was just like a whole mixture of, of, of stuff. No, no, no it was, it it was great. And, you know, I, I just, I bring it up because, A, that's, you know, kind of the premise of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, B, I find so many people might be a great group great at what they do creatively but they're not always so great at the marketing side of things and you really have to have a good understanding of both in order to make a living and do you know what you and I do as creatives full-time so so do you have any like go-to places or like like summits or like I know you spoke at all or do you have like websites or podcasts that you like that kind of have a lot of business advice totally I mean so yeah the whole business structure was like a hot mess to me because I didn't understand how to like actually do it because for a long time I was only good at creating content I honestly countless times have considered hiring like a person to do my marketing and 
all that stuff because it would take that one extra weight like off my shoulders and it'd be so much easier. But then when I started doing some research and I started seeing like, okay, what I could do to market, I started realizing that it's actually pretty fun. And like, it's fun to do it yourself and understand the whole process. So if you're like me who wants to just do it all, then it's totally possible. So I think Mm -hmm. one advice that I would love to share is that to understand this whole like marketing aspect, because it took a lot out of me because every day for a long time, I only wanted to create and like produce content just every day. That's like all that I was doing. But I noticed that creating content for me was like something that excited me and made me happy. So I had to think about, okay, what can I do like during, um, like the mornings and like doing all like the business stuff. And at nighttime, I'll go ahead and do the creations, like be at at, like my happy place. Basically that's going to be like my treat. So Mm -hmm. I had like a different like switch in terms of like when I was able to create versus not. So like what I mean is that like, for example, like on a Monday in the mornings, I'll go ahead and do like emails and then Monday afternoons, I'll go ahead and do like my projects and stuff like that. Maybe on Tuesdays, I would dedicate that whole day to understand the marketing aspect, what I wanted to do when it came to like, what exactly did I need to market in terms of like my workshops or like, um, also like having like my newsletters and like blogs ready on my website. And those are kind of things that I would take away and like learn from. So I honestly like started following a lot of different like business accounts that would inspire me and in a way where I understood their vision. So, um, a few like people that I like love to like look up to is like, uh, Jenna Kutcher. She's amazing at like the Mm -hmm. way she kind of, she makes it not so scary. It's like not as like intimidating. Also Amy Porterfield, she's like pretty great at Mm -hmm. like how she kind of like make sense of all of it. So then those are like my two main people. My fiance absolutely loves Tony Robbins. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So then kind of like having a mixture of that. So what we ended up doing, I started looking into like reading, listening to those podcasts during like my drive, um, in the mornings or wherever I had to go. I want to listen to them during my work day when I'm doing emails, but I noticed that I won't listen to them. Like I'm not like fully mm-hmm. alert with them. So then I'll listen to them on my car, like during my car drives, especially if I have like a long trip coming up and then we'll just kind of listen to that. And afterwards I'm the type of person to like kind of I guess recap everything that I just listened to. So my fiance is amazing. So I'll go ahead and vent to him about what I just learned. And like for him, um, so I guess I can kind of like share a little bit. Um, after I finished my grad program, I had this like huge idea to like travel the world. Um, and I said, I feel like I missed out on life. I want to travel the world. And I asked my fiance to come with me. And yes, he does have, um, an eight to five job. And he was like, I can't leave my job. That's just, I I can't go with you. And I said, if you can't go with me, I'm going to go on my own. I just, I need to do it for myself. I know, I guess it wasn't very nice, but then he decided to take a leave, um, a leave of work for that whole year. We traveled the world together last year and like beginning of this year. And for that whole year, he did work with me too. So then that's the reason why I know I can like vent to him and like share these ideas because he's all for it. He was, he was also one of the people that was all about marketing and like doing that business structure. And I was like, Ew, it's so boring. But when I actually took time to like understand the process, it became a lot more like it just became fun. Like it's just, it's not as intimidating as it is, but it's just, it's a lot of work. Yeah, no, it is a lot. I always kind of think of it as like collecting Pokemon cards or something maybe right. where it's like, you know, checking it off the list. Like, okay, I've been featured here. I've been featured here. I've been featured here. You know, you like start to like collect it. Yeah, when you, it, 
it does kind of get fun after, you know, once you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, no, it does. Like, if you have like this like huge goal list, it's like so nice to like just cross them off. And like, it just, it feels good. You know, it feels good that your hard work is like going places and it's, yeah, like it's, it took off. So then, um, that's kind of like what I would recommend on. It's like when you have time takes, like listen to some podcasts about like business and like really look online to like, see if they have like business, like worksheets that you can fill out. Just like really, there's like so much free information out on the internet. Just Google search, like look them up. And aside from all of that, I'm always like, I had to like find like a group of people that actually understood the whole business aspect too. So like, I feel like, you know, we all started as like creatives, but then later on realizing that marketing plays a huge role. So then I would talk to a handful of like my good friends who also do this full time. And like, because we have like the similar visions and like same things that like what we want to do. So we'll consult with each other, like every week and just kind of say, Oh, like I like learned about this. This is like a cool thing that we can like, um, I guess apply to our business and it's just cool ways to kind of communicate that way. Yeah, no. And you touched on kind of the loneliness of being a solopreneur or creativepreneur earlier. And I think, you know, having a group like that, like a mastermind, mm-hmm. like that's such a, it's important in so many ways because for those of us that work at home, I mean, you're looking at me in my pajamas sitting in my closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, I'm, you know, you're by yourself a lot. So it's important you to have are. that group, even if it's online. And that's even one of the reasons I started the podcast because I, I kind of was going through that. Like, I miss hanging out with other, like savvy business owners like you know what I mean and now I get to do it in my pajamas yeah I mean because I'll be honest like when I hang out with my friends like I mean my friends are amazing they they don't get it they they like they're not on the same page with Mm -hmm. me they're super supportive but there's just like a huge disconnect so obviously I can't talk about business I'm just gonna bore them to death and they're just like what even though I think it's exciting I know like we're just Mm -hmm. so that's the reason why it's so important to like make friends within like the business like the creative community business world too just because we understand each other we can bounce ideas off of each other as well yeah it's kind of a two-for-one special you get a friend and a business consultant yeah I know and I love your podcast and I just love like kind of like what you put into it so thank you Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, you know, I mentioned that you do some public speaking stuff. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that you had done a, a talk at Alt, which one day I will make it to. I interviewed, I've had Gabby Blair oh, from yeah. Founder of Alt Summit on the podcast. Yeah. And she's amazing. I've met her. So one day I will actually make it to Alt. But you did a talk out there about why it's important to continuously support and motivate yourself and others. Yeah. Speaking of kind of yeah. working in that group, can you kind of give us a, no, a cliff version of that maybe no, for those of us that didn't make it to Palm Springs? Oh, no, no, of course. I would love to. I talked about, you know, like, yes, the importance of supporting yourself and other people and kind of how that builds success just because, you know, we are in this like lonely world we are like in this world like where we're just like working from home or we have like our studio but just like a lot of us either like have like I I guess like have some team members or you're working by yourself and just it can get kind of like lonely to the point where you're always like focusing on your business and yourself and like how to add on to your business so the reason why I like I'm a huge advocate to like support other people and like uh, support other businesses too is because like the fact that you're able to connect and like gather like you know all these amazing ideas bring it to the table and see you know how we can like help each other like 
businesses grow. Cause I feel like within every business, we also have like our weak points too. So then I'm all about connecting with other businesses and like, kind of like, you know, talking to them, seeing where they're at, because like maybe if they're struggling with like one idea and like something that I feel so confident about, like I'm always willing to like share that information to them. So that way we just kind of have that support system going like continuously. So I feel like when it comes to like, you know, having your business and like in this creative world, I don't think there, there's no type of like competition involved. Like there's just like, we're all a community here. We all have different messages, different focuses, even though it might be similar products. Honestly, we have like a different group of people that do follow us because of our mission and our purpose as well. So like for me, I'm always like, I love to like share like my other friends' businesses like on social medias because, you know, if I can help them grow, then like it, I feel like I'm only winning because like, you know, I help them grow. They can share about my business. And like, it's just, we all come together and I feel like we're just like supporting each other and it feels good. You know, it feels good. Um, I, and the reason why, like, I'm like a huge, like, um, believer in that is because yeah, this whole like entrepreneurial life can get lonely and it can be like, where we, we have so many questions, but we don't know who to kind of like, like, I guess like ask or like, um, consult with. And then I feel like when you're like alone doing it yourself, it also creates like, a low self-esteem sometimes like you can have like low confidence in yourself you like have moments where like you think can I actually do this like is this like a job for me or should I go back to my nine-to-five job and like so like those are thoughts that continuously came like kept coming in my mind until like I made those amazing friendships with other people and like learning more about their businesses it kind of like boosted my confidence in a way where like I know what I'm doing and I think what I'm doing is so great I'm gonna continuously have that message and like I guess it just, it made sense exactly what I was doing and everything, what I was doing was, I guess I was going in the right way. And that's kind of like the reassurance that I got, you know, after like making, like throwing myself out there, meeting more people in the industry and like also understanding their business model and like kind of like, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's important to remember that there's room for everybody. Yeah, there is. You know, yeah, a lot of people go at things with like a scarcity mindset, but it's like when you go at it with like, there's just, there's room for everybody. There's enough creativity and business and everything for everybody. Like more successful attract. It's like weird. Like the opportunities will like get attracted to you just because the fact that like you're so willing and open to like, you know, like not just like work only for yourself. You're willing to like share about other people as well. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I've noticed you in the woo-woo a little bit in there in your, <laughs> with your touch of the woo-woo. I love the woo-woo. So I'm, I'm totally on board. I feel I it. I love it. Yeah. So kind of like what my talk was about, just kind of, it was just like a reminder that you're not in this business alone, that you have a support system, but it's having that perspective and like, a, or, or I guess like a change in perspective about throwing yourself out there and making those awesome connections. And that's the reason why going to Alt Summit was like a huge, huge experience for me just because I was able to like meet these amazing com- like people that I knew like on Instagram in real life. And it was just, it was just really nice, you know? I know one day, maybe this is the year. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think it's 2020. Yeah, so next year. You want to do it? You mm-hmm. should come. It's just, I know. It's a week of just like positive energy just all around. It's it's intense. <laughs> I know. You know, the thing is, is that, man, that spring it is full. That's when like every conference is. Like here in Austin, it's South by Southwest. And I usually do Craftcation and Ventura. And then there's all like. Oh, my God. It's oh all my. back to back to back. I know. I get it. I get that. South, South by Southwest is one of the conferences I've been dying to go to. Because um, does Gary V usually go? <laughs> Sometimes he does. Yeah. You're touching on like all the people I love, like Amy Porterfield and yeah. Tony Robbins and Gary V, like all the, I, all, all the, all the biggies. Yeah. He does come a lot. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I love listening to his podcast for like motivation and like energy. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, you're, like, fist-pumping by the end. Like, yes! Yeah, and then, like, I'll go, like, call my fiancé and be like, we could do this! And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not in the same headspace as you right at this moment, but I believe you. Right? No, so that's that's so awesome. But, yeah, I would love for you to come. I might be at Craftcation next year, so. Oh, good! Yay! I love Craftcation. It's so fun. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm teaching there. Okay. All right, so I'm going to change gears just to ooch yeah, here. Yeah, no, please. And, and, and let's talk about your book because we we got connected because you have a brand spanking new book coming Yay. out called Digital Hand Lettering and Modern Calligraphy. So when when does the book come out? Like any day now, the right? The book is going to come out August 27th. So I believe it's a Tuesday. Um, yeah, so that, that's like the final date. Originally, it was August 6th, and then I don't know what happened. But now it's August 27th, which is a new date. Um but yeah, no, this book has been a huge journey and roller coaster and filled with emotions. And I felt like I was back in school again. It was cool. Yeah. Books are no joke. I didn't realize how much like energy and time was going to go into this book. So like one thing I talked about recently with a friend was that... So writing this book, like, I feel like when you see books, you always see, like, the final, like, product, and you're you're like, oh, like, this, like, looks so pretty, but I think it's also easy, too. So then I don't know what mindset I was in. I was in a mindset where it was exciting, but that was also last year where I wanted to travel the world. So I said, I could do both of them. It will be great. So that's what ended up happening. And I didn't realize how much, like, energy it was going to take away from me. So, and that's kind of, like what I realized writing this book is that it it just, there's a lot of like sweat and tears that went into this book just because there was like so many nights where I did pull all nighters. Um, I'll kind of like give like a background story really fast. Um, when last year I'm like so thankful and, and like a huge like experience that I went to Australia. Um, and I was able to kind of like see all the beauties of it. But during that time I was writing this book too. So there, there was times where like, even though we had like a full day of adventure, I went, we went back to like our, um, our place and I just stayed up all night writing this, like, um, writing my book. That was the same case. Um, back in January, I was like finishing up last minute things. We were in the Philippines and like, while everyone wanted to like hang out, I had to stay in that hotel for the whole night. Like I couldn't go out. I know. And then, um, so I didn't, I pulled all nighter. I didn't go to sleep. And then we had like a 6am flight to Hong Kong. And then I, I, I did not sleep till like 11 a.m. that day. Like it just it was just so exhausting for me. Um, but those are like struggles that I like wouldn't 
ever like exchange. Like there were good experiences that I did experience just because I knew writing this book, like a lot of hard work went into it. It wasn't like an easy thing. And that's the reason why, like, I'm really proud of him. I'm proud that it's finally here and I can finally see it and it's alive. And, but yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. it's definitely talking about like, really, I covered all the things that I wish I knew on day one when I started my whole lettering journey. Cause then I talked about like the brush lettering aspect in terms of like using brush pens, but I go into like how to digitize your lettering along with the iPad portion of it, like what it is to like create iPad creations and like all that fun stuff. So within the book, in the beginning, it talks about the brush pen basics, but I talk about things that I wish I knew, like connecting those letters together, how to do different styles, how to do composition with the, um, with the different like positive affirmations that you want to put together. And along with, with the iPad, iPad, I feel like it's like a lot of information kind of thrown at you. So how to understand that from like start to finish and like understand how to make projects out of like the, um, using the iPad. So like there are some projects that I cover on like how to create like vinyls or like how to make, um, like your own, like birthday cards and like birthday invitations and like kind of like name tags, like stuff like that stuff that, it makes sense to let that you can like figure it out definitely, but I'm like one person that's like really slow. So then for me, it took me kind of some time to figure out. So that's the reason why I kind of want to like fast track the whole process for everyone. So I know like the book, I want to cover way more projects, but my whole thing is that if I showed you how to do it one way, try to do that idea on multiple projects. Like it's, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. It sounds, I mean, it sounds awesome. I love that. It's like old school, brush lettering and the iPad version. So it's kind of, you know, a double whammy. Oh yeah. I know. Like, I feel like it could have been two separate books, but I was like, nope, it's going to go in all one book together and they're going to get the whole, like the whole thing all, all in one place. The whole kit and caboodle. Yes. Um, you know, I want, you mentioned this earlier and I heard you mention it in another podcast. Um, you mentioned like when you first got started, not having the right pens, yeah. So for someone trying to get into lettering, I think that's an an important way to put it, because I think sometimes it people is. are like, I'm not creative. And it's like, well, what are you trying to be creative with? Maybe you just haven't found your yeah. medium or the right tool for you. Totally. No, exactly. Because and that's what I like really believe. And like, I feel like within like getting started, like there are so many materials and brands that you can purchase. And I was one that purchased every single thing that I thought of like lettering and calligraphy. I thought that was a way of learning. And then I realized that I didn't like half the brands that I purchased. So that I was thinking I can't do this either. Like I wanted to give up until I found the right, like brush pen for me. I was like, this seems more possible then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely talk about tools really fast if you want, or I can send like a tool sheet to you and you can. Yeah. I mean, either way, I just thought it was an interesting perspective that like, like, for instance, I was telling you at the beginning, like, I'm no good at brush pens. You know, maybe it's because like, I'm not good at brush lettering, but maybe it's because I wasn't using in that class the right the brush one for you yeah or the teacher I had was very like you need to use lots of rulers and lots of spaces and I am not Mm a that's why I don't sew I don't like rulers and spacing but maybe like your technique where it's more organic and less constraining you know I think people just need to know maybe you just need to find a different way to do it 
No, totally. And that's the reason why, like, I love, like, for people to take, like, multiple workshops, even though it's, like, brush lettering, just because you learn new things, you learn different techniques, and you see a technique that works for you. My technique may work for, like, a handful of people, but maybe not for everyone. And I get that, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, within my workshops, I give, like, a handful of brush pens in terms of they all have a different purpose. So I, I don't give, like, the exact same brush pens. I give three different brush pens that have a different focus. One is, like, a more like a stiff tip the other one has like a softer tip and then the last one has like a larger brush chip it's a lot more delicate and like sensitive to use but maybe that pen might be the best for you so that's the reason why they're all kind of different just because I don't know how someone's going to be in, uh, getting introduced to brush lettering so if I'm able to have them start all on the same page and I start with that first pen and then move on to the other pens then you'll find at least one pen that works for you there's something for everybody there is no there so so is so that's why yeah I'm always like a believer in like having more than one pen of course like for workshops because you have different students asking for like you know different things and also what matters is like the way you hold the pen too mm-hmm. well so for it, everyone it, well, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I was just gonna ask too like you know how does that work with when did you start digitizing your stuff like when did you start like playing around with an iPad and there, I know there's like yeah. I don't have an iPad like that so I know there's different pens yeah. within the iPad no no totally I iPad was something that I dreamed about getting into like for like a good like two years I was like this sounds so amazing I want to get started with it but I couldn't justify buying an iPad I was like <laughs> oh this is so much money because the iPad pros I think at the time um I mean they're probably more expensive now I think they were eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to buy with a pencil and at the time I was just like I don't know like if this is worth it but the reason why I took that leap and I invested into like with one is because I kept going to the Apple store trying them all out and like seeing you know what I really appreciate and enjoy this and I started thinking about in the long run like that I wanted to travel and like do things like I couldn't always have time to like scan my work in for like work so then I said okay if I have the iPad it might be really cool to like create on the go and that was like my whole thing about it so that's the reason why I invested in the iPad and I started to really just enjoy the whole techniques behind it. So when you buy the iPad Pro, you use an Apple Pencil that is paired with it. It it considers your the um, pressure. So if you apply like heavy pressure, like it'll kind of consider all of that. Um, but then what's different within the iPad is that you use an app called Procreate to create all of your lettering pieces. And inside the Procreate app has all those different brushes. So that's kind of when it gets overwhelming because you have to kind of choose what brush works for you. Like what, like one brush that works for me might not work for everyone else, but it's, it's just, it's weird, but it's just a way that, yeah, I've noticed people are all different. Yeah. I'm sure it's like finding like a real life pen that works for you. It's like finding totally. your iPad pen or, you know, or yeah. brush yep. that works for you. Yeah. It all kind of like blows my mind about like, I don't understand how the iPad pro works and procreate and, but I'm like yeah, you, it's no, on, it's on my to-do list. Like, oh, am I balling really? it? Yeah. No, oh I mean, God. I have it's so many friends in different genres like you for lettering. And then, you know, I interviewed like, um, Amy Tan and she uses one you know for all of her scrapbooking stuff and then one of my good friends is a tattoo artist and that's how she does like all her designs amazing yeah I know so I know it has all kinds of purposes so I need to get back to it all right so just real quick going back to your book I know just because I've had a few books or a book but um there's not always this giant like ROI 
on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, you have a book out. Like, there's just, you're just rolling in cash. So what are, like, what are your, some of your thoughts on, like, someone who might want to write a book? I just listened to a podcast today where the host spoke about, like, kind of a trifecta of ideas, income, and influence with writing a book. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious about, like, your thoughts on, like, why someone... In this day and age, like you have such a big digital following, you know, like why the decision to do like a physical book too? I know. So the thing is like, it kind of goes back to like the first opportunity that I had with, um, Quarto as well. I created these like flashcards with them, like the flashcards to do like an Art Deco style along with calligraphy style. So the thing is, I think collaborating with them in that huge way, even though I knew like I can like, you know, like I have a lot of different digital downloads that people can purchase. And yeah, I I, I don't need to go in that way. Um, But it was a connection that I was able to build that I basically I wanted the chance to like have like you know like my products you know like somewhere else like basically the chance to like really um cater to a group of people that maybe don't follow me or who have who haven't like learned about me yet so then being like or like seeing those products in like you know different bookstores and also like all over the world like being like I guess like internationally and kind of seeing all of that come to play that's how people were able to discover me also so I feel like within all of like the whole digital world like books can be like in a huge role within like your business and like what you want to do just because like they're able to have like a different reach that maybe you never thought about exploring and they kind of like have like different connections that maybe you don't have and that they'll eventually come after um, your book is done. So that's the reason why I knew like the importance of like having a book, especially on this topic, because like of the fact that it's so popular and it's something that I guess like for me, um, I can watch all the YouTube videos that I want, but for me, like having that physical like item and like in front of me is really different. Like it's not going to replace like watching it on like a computer screen and like I, I guess like pausing each time, it's something about reading the directions in a book kind of like helps. So that's the reason why I wanted to do it because I knew, I noticed like a need after like teaching my iPad lettering workshops is that people were asking that they wish that there was like a book form of this too, because like there was so much instruction during my workshop that people would take notes. And I think it's just, it was like, so like overwhelming for them. So then having that like book version was kind of like nice to have. Yeah, no, I still, I'm still a physical book guy. Like, I love, like, having, like, a book. Like, I'm like you. Like, I can watch YouTube videos, but I still like to have, like, my book or my magazine. Totally. Yeah. No, totally. And that's the reason why I thought it was, like, this, like, amazing idea, especially when we, like, talk together about it. I was like, this sounds, like, brilliant. No, like, let's go forward with it because... Yeah, not not knowing what I was getting myself into. Because then now I'm like at this point where I'm excited about this book. Trust me, I, I am. But now I'm like, was that enough projects? I wish I could cover more. Like I wish that there was a lot more I could pour into this book. But there's like a, a cap on pages. I'm like, oh yeah. man, like trust me. I, I wish that I could pour my whole life into this book, which I did. But like I guess all like of my like years of lettering knowledge you know like i i i like i would love to pour more but well that's book number that's two that's the next though. book i know i don't know what i would cover but those are great ideas <laughs> right <laughs> you I, you, the business of being a hand letter because you know it's definitely having a moment yeah no and i i'm like and I'm, I'm all for it just because like you know 
I think like for writing a book, it creates that different like experience. Like, you know, it creates like different like experiences where you have to like deal with like intense, like, you know, deadlines and like timelines and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think it just kind of helps you kind of reorganize your business model too. So I think it's oh. always a good experience for anybody. Okay, good. Yeah, I was just, I, it's on my mind. I'm like in talks to write another book and I'm just like, do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? Do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? I, I <laughs> it's can, like having yeah. a baby. Like you forget like. I can totally understand. You're like, oh, you like you have a baby and you're like, oh, my gosh, you're so good. But like, oh, my gosh, that was like a lot of work. And then they get a little bit older and you forget all the work mm-hmm. that went into it, like at the beginning and like two years passes. Yep. And you're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Like, yeah, sure. I'll do it again. And then like all over again, exactly. you're just like, oh, my gosh, it was so much work. Yeah, no. Yeah, because you forget you forget like about all of the things that so that's the reason why like for this book launch, I I like really made it like want want to make it clear how much I talked about the whole experience because I didn't want it to like be like it was just all like rainbows and like unicorns like where every day was just like walking into this like yeah like I don't know like it just writing the book it did require a lot of like you know dark moments where just a lot of energy got taken away from me like even though like those days I wanted to create and like do things I had to write this book and like that's just part of the deadline and part of the thing. I know that's that's the part I'm scared about like the self-control like no you can't sit and just glue stuff to stuff aimlessly as you watch Netflix you have to really work on the book like you gotta it really like it takes a lot of structure and a lot of discipline to meet all those all those deadlines for sure it was yeah and it was just so hard especially because I was traveling I can't even imagine I don't know why I thought it was gonna be a good mixture well, I it's thought, like, like it was like when I you decided to go back to graduate school and run your company at the same time. I know. You, like, I, I see a pattern here, Shelly. <laughs> this pattern of wanting to do it all. Oh my gosh. But, Don't worry. It know. happens to the best of us. It totally right. does. So besides, oh, you know, I know you teach a bunch of classes. We talked about you're coming to Austin and you Yay. have a book and all those things. Um, really quickly, I wanted to talk about. I know at one point you had an Etsy store. Do you still do Etsy? Oh, yeah. I still do Etsy. I don't, like, I guess, like, yeah, like, I still have Etsy. It was open since 2016. I don't, like, actually, like, talk about it all the time um, because... Yeah, I, it just, I can't do everything. But no, yeah, I yeah. still have Etsy available for like my digital downloads for practice sheets. Um, basically, like the workbooks that people would get during my workshops are that digital download book is available at my Etsy shop along with like Procreate brushes, things that I make. Sometimes like I'll put products out there. Like um, recently I did a collaboration with um, Nickel Designs to create like those like welcome mats. So we have like mats right now at, at my store. Oh, that's fine. So okay, yeah. Like, Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, like, so during, like, different seasons, I'll collaborate with, with different companies, and we'll have, like, products that I'll post on my Etsy. But I know I, I do want to branch off to, like, an e-commerce site soon because I'm going to be coming out with this, like, new line of products that I Ooh. made. So that's exciting. That is exciting. You need to get up on the Shopify or something. I know. I, I really, really do. I mean, that's a whole other skill just, to learn, too. It's scary. Yeah, it's so scary. I know a lot of my friends who use Shopify, like, it's so easy. Just do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Deep breath. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Like, I know you're telling me it's real easy, but uh, <laughs> it's a new and just platform. the whole, like, designing layout and, like, understanding the new platform is just, it takes a lot out of me. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, maybe that's time for a virtual assistant to help you with that part. 
but I want to be a part of the process. I know you do. You want to do all the things. I'm telling you, I barely know right. you. And I see yeah. this pattern. Well, you know, I asked about the Etsy because yeah. I love that you had those digital downloads. And I think, yeah. you know, I talked to so many people that do things that I not that they're necessarily letters, but or do lettering. But, uh, you know, and I, I think to mm-hmm. myself, like, you guys should really have digital downloads. It makes so much sense to me that people could be downloading yeah. this and making money as you sleep. Yeah. But then the thing that I find is a lot of people are really afraid about having something digitally because they're afraid like it's going to get stolen or people are going to like copy oh, totally. it and sell it themselves. How do you tell people to kind of deal with that that fear like I find people sometimes are holding themselves back because they're so phobic and it's just like well you can't not put it out there yeah I think it's hard It, it it like it is completely hard just because yeah if that were to happen you know so for me I do go off of that honor system hope and pray mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen. But if one day it does happen, it's just like when people like sell their own fonts, like th- that's a fear. Also, people are going to take their fonts that, that are free and use it for commercial use. Um, so my friend recommended, um, this book to me is just to like, I don't know. I'll go ahead and share really fast. Where is that book? It's basically a book to like, I guess like help like freelancers and artists to like understand like in different situations what could happen. And that book basically helps you kind of like make those like contracts, like basically kind of like helps you like send those contracts and letters out if that were to be the case. Okay. Kind of like DIY copyright infringement type things, I guess. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name, but my friend sent me hers as well. Well, she send it so to me amazing. and I'll put it in the show notes because, I mean, I think too. I'll like, do the book link, yeah? Yeah, please do because I think within, I don't care if you make jewelry or if you do hand lettering or you make soap. I mean, there's yeah. always that chance. But, you know, like, I don't know, like a band, they can't not put out their song because they're afraid someone's going to copy their style. I mean, you have to put it out there and, yep. and just not yeah, hold yourself yeah. back from it. Okay, well, interesting. No, you really, you really never know. I forgot what letter it was, though. Too, it was like a intense, like word, like a deceased. What, like a cease and desist? Yeah, so you could do those too. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's just you know, I know, it, I know, it can be hard within the creative thing, you know, because people are like, you can't copyright of this or copyright of that. But I just think it's important to not let, not just lay in bed nights worrying about the fear of like something bad happening, prevent you from putting something out into the world and having, because I do think in like the case of what you do, digital downloads are such a good idea. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, like a lot of people have expressed that fear to me, but honestly, don't let that, you know, control like your whole like business plan or anything because digital downloads I do recommend that for everyone to do it too because it does you know like it's it's a good product especially for my international like followers who don't want to pay for the shipping I get it so I always like I just have people just throw it out there you never know what could come out of it you know because it's the same exact way if you have like those online courses same thing yeah no exactly like you can't just like live in fear about it not getting spread around um, all right. So I don't want to keep you on the phone for forever and ever. It's kind of like we your could book. We could talk forever. I know. It's kind of like your book. Night. There's like a million things I could talk to you about, but I'll get, I'll get to our, uh, our lightning round Aww. really quickly. 
I know, lightning round. I mean, you know, it's more of the same, but you know, I just call it a lightning round. Well, last time I did this, I was so bad at it. So hopefully I'm better this time. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's going to be real easy. So my first question is this, and this is yes. just me being kind of naive about your world. So what is the difference between like hand lettering, calligraphy, brush lettering? Mm-hmm. Like it all has like kind of different names. And I realize like... You know, like calligraphy has like the nibs and the little like fancy pens and brush lettering is like a marker. But like, what is the technical? I know there is this like, you know, it's like a whole mystery and something that I feel like should just be all on in one name. Mm -hmm. I feel like all those like terminologies were all like. I guess we're all in this like same community, but it's just the difference of what type of techniques and mediums you do use. So then like, for example, like I consider myself like, you know, a brush letterer because I use majority of the time brush pens, for example. But then, um, my other friend will call herself like a modern calligrapher because she only uses an ink dip and that's Mm kind of like the traditional calligraphy way. Um, but then like for my other friend, like who also incorporates a lot of like topography, like just like regular, like sans serif text along with like calligraphy and like mixtures of just like different fonts going on that's basically um they would call themselves like a hand lettering artist it just i know it's like all kind of confusing but it just really just depends like exactly um what type of like work that you often put out there okay so hand lettering artist kind of covers it all though i think so but i know that maybe some people might not agree with me Well, I, you know, I'm talking to you, so I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, I think we're all in the same world here. We're, yeah, we're all trying, trying to create beautiful letters with different pens. I like it. All right. So what is your favorite affirmation? Since that's kind of bringing it full circle, that's how you got right. started was decorating the, the cubicle. Positive vibes. Like, or your favorite quote? My favorite quote, um, so I have, a, I have a couple, but I'll give you a short one and a longer one. Okay. So my short one that I, it's always a go-to is you got this, um, just because it's like a constant reminder for myself. It's refreshing to hear and it's just, anyone could just relate with it. Um, my longer one is basically do what makes your soul happy. Oh, that's, that's nice. so important. Yeah. <laughs> I have another one. Okay. Last one. It sure. says, um, I'm in charge of my own happiness. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Those are all those are all good ones. And they just seem so much more powerful when they're written in pretty handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Everything just sinks in better that way. So last question that I ask everybody is if I came to see you, where would we go for queso? Have you ever had queso? Oh, your face. I can tell you right now. Are you like, what is queso? What is queso? <laughs> you don't know what queso is? You were like, sure, I'll do this podcast called Creative Queso, but I don't know what queso is. Oh, well, I know, like, the translation. <laughs> See, everybody I talk to, you're not alone. You are so not alone. And this oh is why I gosh. love doing the podcast is people are like, is it just cheese? So is the podcast creative cheese? No, I knew it wasn't cheese. Oh, I know I'm embarrassed. Oh, oh my gosh, don't be embarrassed. Everyone I'm says it. Everyone. everyone. Like, you are so not alone. Unless I interview a fellow Texan, they're all like, it's like, it's cheese, right? Or like, they think it's like a queso fundio. But, mm-hmm. you know, every blue moon, I'll get that person that's like, I do know this good taqueria that has like a queso dip or one okay. of those kind of things. Well, we're just going to have to add that into uh, the agenda when you're here in Austin. 
Oh yeah, because then yeah. So tell me, tell you it's just it's liquid cheese dip. That's literally what it is. It's like I if you it up right now, if you type like on your phone, like <laughs> Google Siri, what I, is queso? Yeah, I mean, like I knew what queso was, but I didn't like. I, I don't know. I thought like you were asking me in terms of like business related, and I'm like, oh. I'm so confused. <laughs> I mean, like, just because, like, I ask everybody that, like, where is your favorite queso? Like, the cheesy oh, golden dip. I get it now. Oh, my gosh. You're like, it's um, all clear to me. It's all clear to me. No, I, I mean, I love cheese so much. Queso, I wouldn't, I actually don't know. But yeah, I mean, I find there's not a lot of it in California. I don't think, I know, there really isn't. Um, but I do get my cheese from Trader Joe's. <laughs> well, then. Plug Trader Joe's there. They probably have queso somewhere queso, in there. I know. In the canned food aisle. And if not, you could just get you a brick of Velveeta and melt that sucker down. Because I've done that. And that's kind of what we all do. But no, in Texas, that I'm going to go look, look for one. We can go together. Yes, I will take you. It's a date in September. You, me, queso. I love it. And I won't yes. be in my pajamas like today. I'll stop it. Stop it. No. You threw me for a surprise with this camera. <laughs> so, well, Shelly, it's been so great talking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, I can't so I can't wait for everybody to check out your book and your oh, website. And you. I love your Instagram. You do make it look so easy. I have hope it's for me a, yet. It's a hyperlapse. Oh, no, I have hope for you, too. I don't even think that. Yeah, no, I, I totally believe in you. But yeah, the thing that people often ask me about Instagram is that like it looks so easy. Like I, I think it's just like you we, we just speed it up. So it looks fast. Yeah. Oh, exactly. But you do make those pens just like juicy and easy and connect so beautifully. Aww. So I love following you. I'm excited. No, thank you. Thank you so much for just having me, Jen. It was so good to meet you. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and for days. It was, I, I've been loving this. So thank you for having me. Of course. We'll continue this conversation in September over queso. We will. See you All soon. Right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. What are you sitting in your cubicle dreaming about doing? According to Shelly, it could be your reality with a little faith, a lot of practice, and some patience. Be sure to follow Shelly on Instagram at Letters by Shells so she can spread the positive vibes your way every day. Also, be sure to head over to my Amazon store. That's amazon.com backslash shop backslash Jennifer Perkins to order your copy of Digital Hand Lettering and Modern Calligraphy. Thank you so much to my guest, Shelly Kim, for hanging out today. Shout out to Mariah Gossett for the production magic and Chris Beck for the music. Also, as always, thank you guys so much for hanging out and listening. Remember to please subscribe and share this episode. If you tag me on Instagram, at Creative Queso, or at Jennifer Perkins when you do, I'll be sure to share it right back. All right, party people, I'll be back next week. Same time, same place. See y'all then. <laughs>